Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo!
IGN's offices in San Francisco. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of January 22nd, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero. And joining me once again, the trio of mm. Triforce Awesome. I don't have anything Am I wisdom or power? Or you are I'm, straight up. You have, to be cur- you have to be courageous to make the jokes you <laughs> no, make. No, I'm wisdom. <laughs> He's power. Look at his arms. Oh, Is he? What arms? I'm not a strong well, then man. That makes me arms. courage. That would, okay, I'll take courage. Your courage. Yeah, okay. I'll yeah, take it. Courage. All right. So uh, the Triforce of power then. Yeah. Uh, Brian Altano. Rap, rap. <laughs> the Triforce of Wisdom, Per Schneider. Welcome, Jose Otero. Fits wisdom. It's a way of we're saying it you're old. It means old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Thank you. it's hidden. Uh, so let us begin. We're, g- we're going to wrap up everything we missed last week from Nintendo Direct, so make sure you stay tuned with us for that. But first, we're going to lead off with Club Nintendo. Goodbye, Club Nintendo, in fact. Uh, Nintendo has decided it will phase out Club Nintendo worldwide to prepare for a new membership program. More yeah. events, more details on that in the future. They're not really talking about it yet. So, I'm just going to go through the quick bullet points on this. Products released in North America after January 20th will not be el- eligible Excuse me for Club Nintendo registration. March 31st will be the last day for members in the region to earn coins, register products. Sorry, what day? March 31st. Okay. And the Club Nintendo program shuts down in North America on June 30th. All coins will be deleted when Club Nintendo accounts are closed on July 1st, 2015. So by March 31st, you got to register all those little cards you still got lying around. Mm-hmm. And yep. If you're like me, I was ho- I always hoard cards, right? Because Do you I really? want Well, I want that platinum status every year. <laughs> yeah. You can't like you can't front load it. You can't like if you just so enter everything so you don't buy digital because that goes in automatically. No, I do. Okay. And like it, it kind of like fills up after a while. Because he buys it in retail with that no, GM but, but money. I do, yeah. I do yeah. have a bunch of uh, cards just sitting there. I'm really? like, I'll enter those when I need platinum status again. Like when you're heading towards that, you know, mid of the year, middle of the year. All okay. of my, all of mine have been entered. Uh, I know because Club Nintendo is like, it's like the last. It's the only place as an adult where I lie about my age. Right? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Because well, how just, old do you say you are? I think I said I was like 20. I I think when I started, it was like 25 or 27, mm. 28, I guess. Okay. And every I just keep going back to that age. So the <laughs> machine thinks I haven't. This guy has an age. age. Should we be worried? Um, I went and looked at my Club Nintendo, Nintendo the other day. I have 2,900 coins. Jeez. And nothing to buy. Well, no, there will be um, yeah, well, I was going to get to that. Yes, yeah, so da- dozens of downloadable which games. Which you already own. Mm-hmm. And a limited... <laughs> wait, which, wait, I, wait, this, wait. which I already bought. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And a limited quantity of exclusive reward items, who knows what they are, will be added to the catalog before its termination. Also, all Club Nintendo members in North America will receive a free download of Flipnote Studio 3D, yeah. which was coming here anyway. Let's be fair. So like, here's, this is a nice goodbye, but here's Flipnote problem. Studio Here's the problem with here. this, though. Right down at the very end, Club Nintendo is being very Club Nintendo, which they're saying, you're, you're looking at your coins and you're going, I don't want to spend them because something good might be coming. <laughs> and No, really. And that's why I hoard them because like the other day they put up an NES Remix shirt and I was like, oh, I want to buy that. And I was like, uh, what if on the last day of Club Nintendo, they're like, oh, here's a Shigeru Miyamoto Amiibo and he costs 3,000 coins. And I'm like, I, I'm on it. But now in the meantime, I have to look at what they say and they're just like a limited amount of physical rewards. And I know in my head, my dreams want that to be something awesome. But the reality is those will be Nintendogs folder sets. And, <laughs> Erasers. And, yeah, and like Waluigi stationary. Okay. And I'm like, you know, everybody needs a little bit of that, yeah. but not 3,000 coins. Pikmin Erasers. No, but uh, I do feel like we, we knew this was coming. Like we knew when the Platinum GIF was revealed last year that it was very lame. We yeah. talked about it on the show yeah. how it was a bunch of games that most Club Nintendo owners who went Platinum probably already owned. And it was kind of a shame. 
Um, and also, you know what should have been the big tip-off? Amiibo don't have Club Nintendo value. Yeah. They came and uh, went and had nothing involved in the package. Because yeah, otherwise I would have 6,000 coins. <laughs> and the new the I new would be sitting on a gold mine. Oh, my God. Yeah. The coins. new stuff you're seeing them. already doesn't have any more cards in it, right? No. Yeah, the, the, it out. the new Nintendo 3DS does not have XL. Let me throw that on there uh, for North American folks. But there's actually, does not have the card in it. It's interesting because there's been sort of a mad dash now to register as many coins as possible. Oh, yeah. Because um, you can do the surveys, yeah, too, right? Yeah, so I saw a lot of people on message boards and stuff like that helping each other out, telling them where you can buy, like, games like Steel Diver, which are $3, $3 you know. You can <laughs> Just get for the points. You get 50 coins off that. Give and me then, those wow. coins. And Steel Diver. And there's also there's also a bunch of games in the eShop, both, uh, I think, Wii U and the 3DS that are free and give you points and really? surveys and well, stuff you can like do that. The surveys, yeah. yeah. But we knew this was coming, and more importantly, I have expressed before, and I feel like you guys have too, to some degree, that Club Nintendo has not been optimal as of late for, for as a rewards program. It hasn't really been that great. It's, it's kind of the re- rewards program that you have to constantly chase. You have to log in, put in the coins. The yeah. digital aspect of it work. is automatic, but you are sort of chasing after these rewards versus something that I feel is going to be a bit more flexible or comes to you. I think... You know, big Nintendo investors meeting is coming at the end of the month. I think whatever the new reward program is, it gets mentioned there, but it's probably not rolling out anytime soon. I'm I'm hoping what it is too. I'm like regardless of what they switch this with, I hope that it's something that's universal. Because I think that one of my, the hardest things for me as a Club Nintendo guy was uh, looking at the awards that we we received in other regions and not getting them. Yeah. Like I mean, there were there was that Famicom Super Nintendo controller that came out in Japan that you could connect to your Wii U. Never came out here. There was like a Mario calendar that was like all in like sort of Hanafuda uh, painting style. Never came here. UK got like Mario Kart trophies. Never. But came I gotta here. be honest that those rewards to me, uh, granted, yeah, some territories got things that North America didn't. It, it was rarely ever vice versa in my memory. But it's stuff that I feel Nintendo should just sell on a storefront, like. Putting it out as rewards, I think, was kind of lame. Like really? I have to be, I, I do, I feel that way. I've well, never talk, felt like this, a lot of that stuff was that worth it. We had the, we had the, the same, quality wasn't so hot to me. I actually thought it was uh, for a lot of things, but we had the, okay. we had the same discussion last year when we were sort of talking about the end of the year and mm-hmm. with the Club Nintendo rewards, and it just came down to you being like, I don't really need more physical stuff, and then you went it and was, bought yeah. twenty five box amiibos, and me being like, you know, <laughs> I, eighteen, son, eighteen. I like to have. Well, we distract you. Wait till plus, wave three, plus wave three uh-huh. <laughs> minus rosalita um god don't get me started um but i like i actually like to have some of that stuff and i thought that you know there was there's a lot of potential there and i think that well like with with digital rewards there's some cool ideas i actually went and bought a couple like themes for my 3ds mm-hmm. the other day and i put them on on shuffle and it's pretty cool to open but, up your i think that's a good opportunity for that but um, what i want the next thing to be is a combination of um i want it to be rewards off of buying nintendo stuff i want it to be DDP but better or you know really ex- maybe exclusive software things that just folks won't have that actually is high quality yeah I think I, I mean in the end I'm sure they took a long hard look at the the program and what they actually got, got out of it and I think you know the biz, the kind of business intel and the um, you know the, the the survey data that they got from this audience is skews probably very hardcore right like how many people actually go buy a significant amount of software like that and then enter all the information and that's probably the audience that Nintendo knows best right and after, so that that didn't have that much value I don't all, know about you right? guys but after what seven years of filling out Club Nintendo surveys <laughs> all my answers were just like nah nah really? or like N slash A so I gave yeah. him good info and I actually did tell him like who 
in the household I got the game for mm. and all that. Um, the, I mean, their frustration. I did at the like, beginning. For, for me, their frustration. I buy three freaking copies of Pokemon games because yeah. I have three kids. I can only enter one. <laughs> yeah. It goes like, you already entered that. I'm like, no, I didn't. That's not the same game. They're like, you already own a 3DS. I'm yep. like, that's a different one. Um, but it, I, but well, I hated that too, where they'd be like, did you buy a Wii U for this? Don't you know me by now? <laughs> yeah, no, right. I didn't. I bought a Wii U from 25 so, games ago. So I, oh, so, ahead, but then, up. if the value is somebody having this, this kind of like this goal, right? Like, oh, I gotta buy just three more games than I get to this platinum level. Yeah. They probably figured out that very few people did that. And so in the end, it's cheaper to not do this program and figure out a way to reward, you know, hardcore fans in another way. Like, that's maybe the pre-order bonus stuff that they've already started yeah. to yeah. do, right? Mm-hmm. They see that as more of a valuable thing. Like, you get the the Skull Kid and the Pack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, and I think that this leads to the Nintendo app will show its face. Either it ties to Nintendo Network ID, hopefully it's something that you just scan a QR code in and it'll all automatically register you fill out the survey right there with a couple of taps i want it to be something that's simple easy accessible we know that they've been getting uh pressure from shareholders for what feels like forever now to do something with ios and that iwata himself has said that they need to harness smartphones as a way to push people towards nintendo products now they have revamped a majority of their websites nintendo.com if you bring it up on mobile has full mobile uh, integration now it has you know sort of the experience that you expect from mobile browsing today like it's not sort of as outdated or used like kind of pinching and zooming and trying to get mm-hmm. a look at what you're trying to see. Meanwhile, Club Nintendo didn't work on most computers, period. Yeah. <laughs> that was a site so, that took 45 minutes to load. And oh, yeah. yeah. I remember on my Mac, I had to use a specific browser to get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. So, so I hope that this all leads to some sort of unified app where on one end, it's your window into Nintendo Network to see what your friends are playing or a way to communicate with them. And the other being whether you can find the rewards program and really kind of dip in quickly, easily, and keep checking on things, get push notifications for sales. Like, why isn't Nintendo taking advantage of that? You know, the technology is out there, and they need to get the message out there is... I think there maybe there will be rewards place. for just checking the the store more often those kinds of things yeah. right like actual tasks that they want to reward that's like, cool I understand I understand why they're discontinuing it it was when it was in its heyday man Game and Watch yeah like, reward awesome it was stuff. freaking awesome I really liked it even even you the know Mario the, statue the kind of figurines and like the packaging fight. in the yeah. in the question mark block like box that yeah. kind of start, stuff was really special and like. I didn't enter codes or crap for any other company, right? Yeah. Like, this was the one kind of big task, even though I buy games across all the different platforms. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. It was special. Sad to see it go. I hope there'll be something good to buy in the end, even if it's just, you know, digital copies of games like Earthbound. I, I still think there's good value there for people I think there who is, may yeah. not have entered the codes and are, are doing it now. So yeah. we'll see. All right. I mean, if I ended up getting like a free virtual console game with every two retail games I bought or three retail games I bought, like, I mean, that's that's a cool, that's a nice little bonus, you know? Absolutely. Um, The DDP thing going away at the same time was like kind of difficult because it's, you know, getting five bucks back for every, what, 50 that you spent or something? Something like that. Something like that. It was was pretty cool. That actually adds up when you buy a lot of games. Yeah. So, I mean, there was this nice heyday when they were both sort of working in synchronicity and now they're both gone. So I hope they come back together in, in some format. Absolutely. All right. So uh, just to wrap this up, what was the coolest thing you guys got from Club Nintendo? You have a museum at your desk of stuff from Club Nintendo. It's unbelievable. Yeah, there was a lot of 
Let's see. I mean, the, so the first year, the the platinum rewards were cool because um, they was they was made you choose one. If you got platinum, you felt like you were doing something right, and if you got gold, you got a calendar. That's yeah. how it worked every year. <laughs> um, so that one year they they had us choose between the, uh, the Mario hat and Doc Lewis Punch Out, and I remember the only reason I didn't get Doc Lewis Punch Out, and it was just a a, a skin a reskin of uh, Punch Out for yep. Wii, which is available today actually. Um, okay, we're gonna get to that one on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, but they let you finally play as Doc Lewis, who's the coach in Punch Out. It was awesome. But I took the Mario. Actually, fight him. Sorry. Oh, you get to, to fight him. That's yeah, right. You get to fight him. And I thought it was really cool that that was like they made it an exclusive game for this platform. That's amazing. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a mini game. So that was really cool. The Mario hat was cool. The, the I love um, the Mario. The Mario hat is cool. Yeah. The, the Luigi's Mansion statue was really cool. That was really cool. Um, I didn't get that one. The Mario series statue was really cool. That yeah. was a platinum gift. I think yeah. like 2011 or 2010. The, the right. gold nunchuck that went with the Skyward Sword gold remote was really bling cool. Bling it out. Yeah, bling it out. Yeah. There was the, the Mario statue was great. I liked the, sure. the Hanafuda cards were really cool. The the Mario playing card set was really cool. Even if you try to use them and like all the glitter dust comes off on your hands, uh-huh. they're just they're really cool. They're like sh- uh, see through and shiny. Mm-hmm. God, it was just like I mean, every watch was my favorite. Like bar none. Yeah, actually, we have there's like great. um I got two of those like Pikmin tote bags that we use when we buy groceries every single week. Like my wife still we uses them. Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> nice. great. Yeah, so it's like they're, they're little things I kind of used here and there. There are things I didn't really use. Like there was like a Wiimote holder. You know, they you just, actually ordered that. That I ordered, and wow. they just it sat there for like a day, and I'm the, like, I don't need this. It's supposed like, to sit there for a day. Yeah, but you're supposed to put Wii remotes. School yeah. folders that were cool. Like my yep. kids, kids really like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like the the school folders and the little pencil holders. And yeah, those, okay. those I mean, they, 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 they did really cool stuff overseas mm-hmm. too. Like they did. Um, there was before the Wii remote came out. Uh, in like officially worldwide, especially in Japan, they sold a or they Club Nintendoed a TV remote that looked like the Wii remote, and you could order it. I actually saw it on my trip to uh, Tokyo in in a little used game store. And it's a TV remote, and it looks exactly like the Wii remote. Oh yeah, and you can sync it with your television and I use it like this. a TV remote. Yeah. and it was it was people's kind of first like take home hands on. They also had this thing where you could send in in Japan, you could send the Wii remote in, and they would they would sort of like blaze on this uh, effigy of your me character. Uh-huh. Oh, that's really cool. I know uh, the Nintendo World Store messed around with during the DS era doing like engravings and things like that. Really cool. They were great. I mean, they were great ideas. They were Uh, some really cool You could definitely watch year over year as they started to go away. I mean, even some of the the poster sets were really beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm actually, we outfitted some of the conference rooms in this this building a few years ago. There was a Zelda Zelda set that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Sad to see it go. I hope that like, if this dies down, they ramp up their merchandising in other departments because I still think Nintendo needs its like, a dedicated section when you go into Walmart or Target. Like, kids need to... Or even Nintendo.com. Yeah, Like, why sure. aren't you just selling some of this as merch instead? Right, there's, there's one... The closest thing to a real-life realization of cl- the Club Nintendo is going to the Nintendo World Store in New York. Which is in one location. One I think spot. there's one in Seattle yeah. on campus. But, but even, I don't know if they allow people from could the public. Use, even that one could use better shirt designs yeah. and stuff, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. some companies out there that do a great job. Like, think... Think Think Geek, for example, right? They do a great job at creating merchandise from scratch and or working fan with gamer. partners. Yeah, yeah and they, fan gamer is a good example. It'd be awesome if they found a partner who's who could churn that out because there's, I mean, they have such great character goods and absolutely and they could make a killer. Cool. So let's wrap up uh, last week's Nintendo Direct. One of the big stories from it is that Wii games are back on Wii U, but not the way you think. Every Wii U is backwards compatible, but mm-hmm. this time you are buying a digital version of that Wii game and it's basically launches into the Wii mode directly from 
the uh, Wii U menu. Sort of secretly, too. Yeah, just quickly. Did you notice that? Out. Yeah, if you hit the home button, you'll see the old Wii uh, setup right there. But it actually, it goes into a black screen, and you mm-hmm. hear the, it's like they hit, they put a curtain over the Wii menu. Yeah. And it is um, a digital version of, of that game. So they introduced it with Super Mario Galaxy 2, which hopefully you took advantage of the fact that for the first week, the three games they announced, which are Mario Galaxy 2, Punch-Out for Wii, and uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy, which is Punch-Out and Metroid Prime Trilogy were coming at the time. Punch-Out's out this week. Metroid next week. Are ten bucks the first week? I think that's really yeah, smart. Prime trilogy for ten bucks. Yes, is insane. Steal if you don't steal. own it. Oh that game and goes for sixty plus if you get the retail because it was out of print. It went out of print quickly. And I will say it is worth replaying Metro Prime One and Two with the pointer controls. You know, yes. like the it, you, in it, it worked at the time, but in hindsight, if you've played a lot of dual stick shooters, it. You you miss the camera controls right in the yeah. original GameCube game, so having that option with Met- Metro. It was Prime barely camera controls in the, on, in the in the original GameCube well, it's game. Locker. It's like yeah. a Zelda game, mm-hmm. like Ocarina of Time control, but with a first person shooter. So it felt a little weird. No, but the, I agree with you but that the changes they made were significant, yeah. and it was really good. Yeah, yeah and, and it has the it has more uh, voice audio in it in in this edition as well. So um, I would, if you don't own Trilogy, definitely go for it for ten bucks. But uh, for all of these games, if you already have them on Wii, there really isn't a, a reason to buy them unless you are too lazy to go get the disc, right? Yeah. Like, that's it. Well, yeah. actually, I had a I, – I, I, I met a friend of my wife's over Christmas break, and she's got two kids, and the only video game system they have is a Wii. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I have a bunch of old games on disc. I can send them to you. Mm-hmm. And I made them a little pile, and then they – every time – I haven't mailed them to them yet, but every time a Nintendo puts out another one of these games, I take the disc out of my folder and I put it in the pile to mail uh-huh. these kids. So like these kids are definitely they're benefiting every time That's one good. of these games comes out. But here's where I'm a little worried. Um, we are now you know two two thirds of the way through Nintendo's announcement of we are bringing games Wii games to Wii U, mm-hmm. and after next week we will be three thirds or 100 percent. What's next? When's the next announcement? Like, this is what my, my concern with Virtual Console with them all the time is that they start so strong. They go, here's Link to the Past. Here's Mario. Here's Zelda. And then it sort of trickles away. And yeah. then, then we get That's Kukula. your big reaction? See, my big reaction is, ah, oh, I thought maybe we'll get an HD upscale of oh, well, Prime that... or Galaxy 2, you know? Like, that was my hope because those games on a big screen they don't look that hot anymore but yeah. the art fundamentally is beautiful mm-hmm. right like the I upscaling think, Metroid mm-hmm. Prime actually works a lot better than Galaxy 2 I really Galaxy like, 2 has some really kind of rough yeah edges. but Galaxy yeah. 2 still holds up super well no, dude like I played this weekend like I'm talking about visually not forget, to say that they're forget, unplayable forget, right yeah like, I'm not even talking yeah. from controls perspective I mean visually the assets in that game scale really well to 720 compared to some games I have seen is all I saying. always said that about Wind Waker 2 and like yeah. when you got Wind Waker HD in it it just made the game so fresh and nice again yeah. I was hoping they had this they had this, this farm these games farmed out to another company not impacting their their production but schedule but we talked about this yeah. when Nintendo commissions the remake they don't just put it out in HD like that's not how they work and yeah. I don't know if you really want that I don't know if I really want that but I know I'm satisfied with these well yeah. So, first of all, I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Yes. But, want, but, you want this, but it, to me, this means they're not working yeah. on it because the, otherwise they'd risk people going, Whoa, that, I just paid 10 bucks. That know? was sort of my theory, yeah. too. And we actually uh, talked about it on last agree. week's episode. And somebody wrote in, I'm sorry, that I don't have their email, but they said, 
you know, Brian had mentioned that Galaxy 2 coming out in standard definition instead of being remade uh, probably means they aren't working on an HD remake of Galaxy 2. But he also he said that maybe it means they're working on an HD remake of Sunshine. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. an awesome theory. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally with that. But I think a game like Galaxy 2, I don't think it needs the, the Wind Waker treatment. Wind Waker needed... It needed some stuff to get fixed towards the end of it. it I don't know especially if the Triforce 2, Quest. I don't know sure. if Galaxy Two really needs much. Well, and that's why I'm pre- I'm posing it to you guys that way, where I feel like when I look at Galaxy Two, I don't see a game that really needed any changes. I'm sure there's a level or two that can use some touching up. Don't get me wrong. Maybe there's a mechanic something later in the game. I've definitely heard. Uh, I've seen complaints on GAF of folks who rage about like there's a certain section I think in Galaxy or Galaxy Two that it gets insanely difficult or it just doesn't seem like it's realistically something someone can do unless yeah. you're like really skilled at the game. But that said, I don't I don't see it as like a Majora's Mask. I don't see it as like a. But then again, maybe it doesn't have to be Ocarina of Time got remade and no, that the, was the perfect game I, for folks. I, I, don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe the logic Galaxy, I have here is skewed. The two Galaxy games can benefit greatly from the visual bump and introduce yes. that game to other people because they are fantastic. They're really good games. See, but I, Sunshine needs more work. Yeah. Sunshine, like Majora's Mask, has some rough issues on the technical side, some broken camera mm-hmm. issues in certain levels. Okay. It's an awesome game. I really like Sunshine too. So. If that gets the HD treatment, yeah. I'm fine with it. And Me too. It is but, less recent than Galaxy 2, but when so the it's H- more deserved. When the HD treatment gets brought into the equation, I'm paying $40 for that game. I'm sorry, Pear. I don't want to pay $40 just for better visuals. It doesn't have to be that uh, way. But I'm, right? I'm going yeah. that yeah. route because that's the trend. That's what mm-hmm. we've seen, right? I, I'm, I'm being generous with 40 Some companies, it's 50 Some companies, it's 60 Well, I don't no, want to pay more for that game again. It's 50 and 60 for games that you have a choice. Yeah, a, you have a choice. It's true. <laughs> I'm not saying the choice shouldn't be there. That's no. fair. Mm-hmm. And, but it's it, it's when it's 50 or 60 for something like The Last of Us, sure. When it's 50 or 60 for like the seventh tier God of War game, yeah, I kind of yeah. have a problem with it. But Super Mario Galaxy 2? Yeah. Like that's one of the, those like, hey, there's like 20 games in the history of this medium that – I'll double dip on for forty yeah, bucks. Oh, Galaxy um, HD collection where both games are in one, right? Yeah, and I will. I will sure. say now that I'm I'm yeah. going to backtrack a little bit. There is some stuff in Galaxy One, more so one than two. Um, when you're using the Wii Remote vertically, and you're sort of like you're doing those balance games where you're trying to ride on that. On a manta ray or something. Manta yeah, ray. I know what you're talking about. Um, those don't necessarily work very well, right. and I don't know how you redo that or if you even touch that. Slow at all, down. But. <laughs> That's how you make it work. You you oh, slow, yeah, down you slow down and don't go really fast. I thought you were telling me to slow down. No, well, no, absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah, no, you did. <laughs> but look, uh, not to harp on this for too long. I just, I honestly feel that s- the HD treatment is a nice thing to have, but yeah. I feel like some distance needs to be there. I don't think there was enough distance between Galaxy 2 and now to really justify saying, I, we need I an HD remake. I, th- I think that's fair. I, don't. I mean, like, definitely, like, my mine. My the main game on that list is Metroid Prime One for yeah. me. I I would love Metroid Prime One redone yeah. with dual stick. I want oh a new God. Metroid. Graphics, that's right? what I want. I don't well, want no, an, but an that's HD remake. a different remake. story for me. And people keep on saying like I would rather Nintendo make new games. It's like of course we all do, but a different studio that could never make a game of a caliber like Metroid can actually do the upgrade yeah. project. Yeah. Hmm. And so you are getting something additional, right? It's the same on on IGN when like we have an article about NASA discovering a new planet. People go like, why didn't you? spent that time writing a, a games article it's like because that writer couldn't have written that yeah, that writer fair. is specifically assigned to this kind sure. of content no that's fair yeah. exactly so weigh in email nvc at ign.com let us know do you want more HD remakes or do you, are you fine with these $10 $20 their standard price in the US is $20 for these things uh, versions digital versions of these Wii games let us know what you think uh, email nvc at ign.com and for goodness sakes buy 
Prime Trilogy if you have never oh played my God, it. Yeah. Now is the time. Yeah, even Galaxy 2, although now it's 20 by the time you're hearing this. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to close out our Nintendo Direct discussion, talking about Splatoon, Sunnyblade Chronicles, maybe a little Mario Party 10, and what the heck is Project Treasure? More when we return. Jose Otero here with Brian Altano and Parrish Schneider. Nintendo Direct happened a week ago. Yeah. We went through some of the griefing process last week on the show. Mm-hmm. This week, let's talk about a bit more positive positivity. Let's embrace it. Splatoon was shown. Xenoblade Chronicles X was shown. Mario Party 10. What stood out to you guys? Let's start with Splatoon. How is Splatoon looking? I think it looks better every Spl- time Splatoon they wheel it out. Splatoon has a tower. Just Which like Destiny. Funny. Like, I mean, to people like us who play Destiny a lot, and if you don't play Destiny, it has this area where people can congregate, like your party, you walk around, you can talk to like vendors and stuff, yeah. and it's basically, you can just like hang out, there are no enemies to yeah. fight, right? But the tower specifically is the place to launch multiplayer, but it's still yeah. in an area that you're just like, okay, this you, is, you can, this hub area is You can hang that. out, you can leave your machine on and walk yeah. around, and, and that's like not somebody's to ins- pushing you off the edge while, yeah. while you're and, that, and that's not and to insinuate it was yeah. inspired by that. No. We're just jokingly referencing but, that. But it's cool that it has this hub and obviously games like Mario Golf have their equivalent of a tower like this hub area Nintendo yeah. games have done that in the past but but the fact that it is a tower is really cool so um, I mean it looked really nice like it's the the, the same my my impression of Splatoon is that I love the concept of kind of like the squid transition, the painting the world. You very know, Nintendo. Very, very Nintendo. Reminds me of The Blob, which was an underrated uh, yeah, cool game that. from the THQ days. I love all that. My you know, my one experience with that game was at E3 where I wasn't yet feeling the mechanics of the game. Like the, it wasn't, you know, that kind of reward feeling when you're shooting someone in a shooter like that. The way it feels wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. But this is like a year ago now, right? Yep. So I'm greatly looking forward to playing it again seeing what the team play mechanics are too i really hope it has voice chat online because it needs a way to you know, communicate like that kind of game it needs a little bit more communication than a deep pad up hey everybody join me or follow me kind of yeah a, you know kind of i have something to say there absolutely so, oh, no i agree brian but, we but did it a, looks good i mean looks really sure. fun absolutely yeah. yeah we did a rewind theater today about yeah. that game yeah, so yeah. what did you think uh, looking a little closer at it so splatoon was never like not on my radar it was always there a little bit but i wasn't really like I was sort of like, I'll take it or leave it, you know? I, I know, like, Marty played it, and he didn't like it. I played it, and I was like, it's cool. I'm just not, like, it's not at the top of my list yet. I was like, uh, yeah, that's my my impression. Where I was kind of like, okay, so we've got this young new team of of uh, Nintendo uh, employees, and they're they're working on this new concept, and I, I love the, the feel of that. I love the look of the game. Um, I was a little worried about, like, the simplicity or, or, you know, maybe lack thereof. It didn't seem like it had a lot of depth. And then we see this new trailer now, and we're, like, running through all the different customizations options of your character and the different types of yeah. weapons and how like you can combine the, just the the weapons and their sub weapons make for this completely insane array of things happening like so there's a there's a paint sniper there's a guy with like paint proximity moms mines and then there's proximity oh, moms wow. Wow. Proximity oh. I just invented a new weapon <laughs> hello this is Mr. Foyt calling <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Hey, proximity Moms mom. Blow up when you get too close. <laughs> I know moms that blow up when you don't do what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, I mean, there's like these paint tornadoes, and it's just like everyone in the game has this sort of devious look in their face, which I really appreciate. It, I, I said, I said to Jose like today, ha- well, devious like the Hamburglar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, all the Powerpuff. Girls. I said to Jose yeah. today that it felt <clears throat> like Powerpuff Girls is a really good yeah. reference. Yeah. It's, it, it felt like De Blob meets Rugrats to me. Yeah. Like it was sort of like everything's sort of like gritty, but very cute and adorable and endearing splashing paint everywhere yeah and mm-hmm. I just I love how just messy the game is like mm-hmm. it's and that's sort of the the crux of it um, but just watching the the kind of the different the different interactive elements of watching all these different, like a sniper rifle versus a tornado versus a proximity mom and all these other things uh, it was, own it yeah, no, I'm, I'm driving it. at home. Man, wait till Ryan Altano here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought that like it's now they're they're really solidifying it as a really special third person shooter. My obviously my my concern is the single player guy. I know you guys play Destiny with each other every night and talk and. Destiny does not have single player. Uh, talk each other in a bed. My my concern it has is that co-op shared experiences. Oh, no, single player is really bad. But let's move on. We're not we're not here to talk my, about it. My, my concern is that the and we saw some single player stuff. It, it's a little more platformy, which I really like. Yeah. Um, You're making cheese. Yeah, we you get to that. make cheese. Um, cheese. There's a cheese whiz gun that lets you make blocks of cheese, which is so cool. Um, but I'm I'm I sound like I'm five years old. He's not kidding. Yeah, uh, so I want to make sure that the, there's enough single player for me because I like the multiplayer stuff's cool, but I'm not really going to get into it as much as as playing through single player levels. Yeah. I hope you can get coins in single player and unlock new weapons. Yes. And there's, there's a good progression. Path the for me the there weapons too. look like a lot of fun in multiplayer. Yeah. Like that, the the latest footage shows off a lot of stuff that um, like there was one thing called the I think it's the ink tornado or the tornado bomb. I forget, but it's like this rocket pack that uh, the character, the Splatoon character, will, has on its back. Kind of concentrates for a second. The rocket goes off. You see this icon show up where it's about to land. It lands, and then a big tornado of paint yeah. just swirls and takes out everything. Mm-hmm. It reminds and me. It looks of, so good. It reminds me of like if if Q from James Bond worked yeah. at Super. Soaker in the 90s. Yeah. And they were just like, look, here's a billion dollars. Make the most insane things for kids to go out in the backyard and mess with each other with. And they're, they're, everything looks like a Super Soaker. It's got that same sort of color sure. scheme, the green, yellow, and red. Yeah. yeah. And when you pop paint or when an, an enemy sort of, I, I mean, I guess dies, you see the little, uh, the, the squid uh, spirit go to heaven like like a like a Pikmin. You see them? And their clothes yeah. burst off. Like it's, yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's getting, you, you're now seeing kind of like the Nintendo touch coming in, right? It Where is. It's got yeah. all these little elements that you couldn't or, or that we didn't notice first when we when we played the initial demos or that just weren't in yet uh-huh. um I, I mean, I have high hopes for this game. I love that they didn't just take an FPS and did an FPS. But, like a generic <clears throat> FPS, yeah. like capture the flag style thing. But uh, communication in that game is key. Mm-hmm. As you said earlier, I think Nintendo Network and Nintendo especially, someone needs to explain to Japan, like, like you can't... People like to talk or people like to communicate or even just the notion of I want to get together to play a game. Right now, if I send you a message on Miiverse, the only notification you get is something you don't even notice, which is that the home button blinks blue. That's it. There's nothing that happens on screen. There's no sort of sound, chime, even a like anything to tell you that you got a message. So I really feel like when this thing comes along, there has to be a way to let people know, hey, bro, let's play. And it's not a text message. I'm hoping the focus on kind of online uh, online competition with both Mario Kart and Smash Brothers and like more of an interest in kind of esports and tournaments. I'm hoping that's opened the doors a little bit for you know Nintendo in Japan to 
just see the need for kind of like the communication features that we're all used to from all the other platforms, yeah. right? Like the communication features that, quite frankly, made Xbox Live what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Xbox Live was the leader because it nailed every single element of communication. Oh, I think she said was because the current version invite. needs work. No, no. Yeah. PlayStation, you know, Absolutely. took that away from Xbox yeah. for sure. Absolutely. But – um. Yeah, and, and I hope it has those elements because it feels like they're getting the character stuff right yeah. now. And mm-hmm. the, it just looks insane to the point where I'm like, sometimes when I watch the footage, I'm like, can you keep track of what's going on? Or is there too much pain splatter everywhere? Mm-hmm. And like it seems like a lot to keep mayhem, in mind. Yeah, right? and there's, there's but it, uh, but it, oh, no, please. But it, but, but it may be more of an element of you actually learning what to pay attention to. Yeah. You know? And that's what we were talking about in the Rewind Theater, where, like, for example, there was a, a paint shield that a, a character drops, and it's sort of. Um, it's a pole that it splits out two sort of wings and you just have these streams of the same color paint falling down. Mm-hmm. But in the center, so you think, okay, well, that's a shield. They can't shoot through it with their paint. But what the opponent can notice is that there's a little chamber that shows how much ink is left in it. So if he's smart he just or she's smart, they just sit there and wait it out and then go, okay, it's gone. Now I'm going it, to It's It's like watching the mercury out. in a thermometer drop. It's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it's a little cylinder right there, very visual, very easy to see and yeah. notice what's happening. And it's little things like that that the Nintendo touches, if you will, that I think will eventually lead to people sort of figuring out best strategies, best loadouts for it, because it does mm-hmm. embrace that stuff. It has sort of perks and, and things. You can tell from all the iconography that's all over every piece of gear that there is more to that game than just surface detail. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see where they, where that goes, and I, was, I hope I that was folks worried, are excited. I was worried, too, that it was going to be like sort of visually distracting, but then I was thinking about like millions of people play Call of Duty and that is like one of the busiest getting, looking yeah. games in the world. Like, You're getting there is shouted just, at the entire time by the and game. And there's just like every, they like there's a guy that made every piece of garbage that is on one street corner that you barely even see. Yeah. Like there's just so much I'm, going on. I'm more thinking of a game like Geometry Wars where when you watch somebody you play, you're like, how can you keep track of yeah, what's going yeah, yeah. on? But then once you get into the groove of it, like you get this tunnel vision yep. where you're like, yep. you're looking just at the enemies. And, yeah. But yeah. I will say if, if they do... M- um, I don't want to call it a misstep yet, but if they do lean on not having a form of verbal communication, they do have a way to clearly tell if you're winning. The amount of paint on the ground or just checking out the gamepad for half a second shows you, hey, we need to paint more areas or, yeah. hey, we're yeah. in the lead or we're not. So Are you saying they have that or they don't have I that? I said they, oh, they totally have that right okay, now. Good. I just hope that they expand on it through actual verbal communication because yeah. that's key for a team to really coordinate and do their thing. Because yeah. that wasn't clear to me when I first played it. Like yeah. That may have been because it, it was just a new experience and so overwhelming. But I was like, are we winning? Did I win? Right, like it was kind <laughs> of like this question. Whereas, like in every other, like you're so used to the Call of Duty or, or you know, FPS usual kind of like stats readout where you get your you know kill death ratio and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This game was so different. You're like, wait, what did we do well? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. All right, now next game, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Mm-hmm. How'd it look? I like it. I played it. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Wrong Xenoblade. Oh, oh okay. I played okay. the 3DS one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> oh man, I was like, yeah, and like. Th- that caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah. He's, I was just like, "Who do you know?" Wow. Uh, <laughs> Who have you I, been talking? I took to? a secret trip to Nintendo in Japan the other day, okay. just overnight. You know, right. didn't tell anybody about it. I mean, it's uh, like that game remains a bit of a cipher for me in that we obviously haven't played it, so we don't know how it feels. But just watching the trailers, it seems like 
big diverse world. Yeah. I mean, again, they showed all these different areas, and mm-hmm. um, it looks great. It appears to be running really nicely too mm-hmm. for such a great war- world. We know from their pedigree from the old games that they know how to make a good RPG. Yeah. And then they have all these ways of getting around in that world too, which looks really really cool to me. Yeah, um, definitely a great sense of scale. I'm too. sold. The one you know the kind of the big complaint that you hear um, is the just the character design, the faces. Yeah. They do look really strange. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, very generic to a degree. It, it is weird that mm-hmm. that you know that's not something. It's it, but we have the same the same issues with Link Between Worlds, right? Where you like you get this weird kind of barbecue look, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not not 100 on board with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the way you stare, most of the time you're staring at a character's ass anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Back know, of his head. <clears throat> uh, of I think head. I think it's like. It's it's the it's the game that uh, we need more like that on Wii U. I think it's oh, like yeah. the, it's the game kind of people want. Like we get our Pikmin's and our Mario parties, and and you know those are all well and good, and I love games like that. But I think we also need those sort of big, robust open world games to prove that that the Wii U is is up there with the you know it's it's big brothers in the, in the console wars. Like we need games that that show off that it you can you can create this giant world that takes dozens and dozens of hours to to traverse and complete. Yeah, and, and, and the Wii U obviously doesn't have the benefit of kind of like a, a UB Montreal or yeah. a Rockstar team, you know, that can pull off these big world games. Or 400 like, people I mean, to throw it a game. If you yeah. can run GTA 5 on an Xbox 360, you know you can run GTA 5 on a Wii U, but it's just not... You know, those developers are not making that type of game or mm-hmm. making any games for the Wii U. So it's great to see this team really tackling a big, expansive, open-world RPG like that. Yeah, I agree. Just, it looks great. I can't wait to play it. I know it's not one of those games where on a big, bustling E3 show floor, you are going to get a good imp- impression because it's it a hard is game story to demo. driven. Yeah. It is so a I'm hard game hoping to Nintendo is going to put the time in going on a tour with this, letting people sit down and spend time with it. Yeah, Absolutely. or do like a Monster Hunter preview type thing where there's a demo codes that get thrown around and you can well, play a small chunk of yeah. it. Because yeah, I felt the same way as <clears throat> the Xenoblade that I played the other day. So you uh, played the 3DS. The yeah, 3DS yeah. one. Which... Um, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a, a room with like 50 other journalists and I'm hunched over a 3DS and it's loud and I can't hear anything. And it's just like, I want it to be like, everybody leave so I can turn down the lights and yeah, turn up the volume was... and just sort of like immerse myself in this world. But, you know, I got the I got the hang of it. I got the understanding of it, but I didn't get the, like, I want to just sort of submerge myself in this type of thing that you don't you just don't get when, with that you many people. You can't get it with games. I mean, like anything from like ogre battle to yeah. like fire emblem any of the final fantasy games you never get that like they can dazzle you with a cool cg trailer obviously yeah. you know square mm-hmm. can but you're not going to get that cool effect of being immersed in well, the i do want to point out as someone who's who played a significant like I, I, not a significant amount but i played like 12 hours i dumped 12 hours into xenoblade chronicles on Wii. yeah the one thing that is great to complement that really great world with diverse areas is that that team really knows how to give you a lot to do in that space. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see how Xenoblade Chronicles X expands on those ideas, yeah. especially when there is that much diversity and exploration mm-hmm. involved, which is, seems to be what they're hinting at. I think there are a lot more details in Japan out there right now than have been shared with America. So hopefully we'll be able to know how and what that game is. So is uh, you played Chronicles recently, so can, do yeah. you have a frame of reference in comparing the 3DS version and how it runs with the, um, the Oh, with, with the original? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I must say that on new Nintendo 3DS, Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, excuse me, Chronicles 3D, yeah. rather, 
is incredibly jaggy, unfortunately. For a game of that scale made for the television to be put on a portable, it does seem like none of the areas have been altered in terms of how much space there is to travel on because those worlds are huge Mm -hmm. in that game. And they have beautiful vistas and really cool art that looked great on TV. I'm not 100% sold on how it looks on 3DS yet. And I can't tell if the build that we played is just early or if this is... I mean, anti-aliasing on Wii games was always an issue, right? Like you always see the staircasing that you don't like or the shimmering of polygons, which is always such an eyesore. And it was strange to me to see that on an exclusive game for that platform. Um, We'll definitely reserve any judgment, wait for the final build and really then dig into that. But... uh, I'm glad it, it seems to run just fine. There uh-huh. was no slowdown or everything seemed to be on point. Uh, I was sort of disappointed that you can't switch it to Japanese VO, which I like to do on the Wii one because listening to the uh, recordings in English, it's just it, it's very British and it's like a lot of yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not a huge Hello. fan of the yeah. I'm no, not, I'm just not a big fan of the voice work that was <laughs> uh-huh. done in English. So okay, I always would enough. switch it and put on subtitles. I mean, my hats off for not tackling an easy game. You for know, sure, like they're yeah. they're bringing yeah. in a game that is unlike anything on the on the DS or the 3DS. Like a game like that with yeah. this, this kind of well, and something that world. when it's that much content to chew through, it's really good for as a portable game. It's great for those commutes or those flights that you take or anything yeah. like that. So I'm really happy about that part of it. I just I wonder if the assets are really going to make it through that transition well or not. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. Next game, Mario Party 10. You're a Mario Party guy. Right? Uh, Mario Party? No? Yes? Maybe? Once Upon a Time, when yeah. Brian Altano was but a wee lad? I guess I'm a, I'm a Mario Party guy in the same way that I I, I'm, I, used, I love the show. I used to love the show Dexter. Okay. <laughs> and that the first few seasons were pretty good, huh. but then the next seven But you've weren't. been to enough Mario <laughs> Parties good, that you know what's good, good and what's Thank not. You. Yeah. yeah, I've been to nice enough Mario Parties to know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> good setup. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm actually... I'm more interested in this one again. I do this sort of every time, but I, I think I'm kind of interested in this one again because I'm I, I'm I'm sort of peaked about the amiibo stuff. Um, I think it looks pretty cool. The sort of have... wait, are you in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I'm in. No, yeah. I want to. Oh, wanna... for the for the Super Mario set, you're in. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not by just Toad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And then the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll I'll check next week. Yeah. yeah well, what, I, what I told you, what's going to happen is I'm going to go into a Target with Jose looking for something else. I'm going to be like, Oh no, we're going for Amiibo. No. You don't have to lie. What's going to happen is I'm going to come in, and go like, do, 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 Hello, it's me. <laughs> oh look, it's a regular Amiibo. I oh, uh-huh. God, it's so bad. Yep. It's so bad. It's going to happen, you know. Um, but I'm I'm in I'm in to try this one out. I think it'll be cool. I just I want it to be. There's something about. Mario Party games that always feel like they're lacking that sort of polish that I'm used to with Nintendo, like the well, yeah, the I mean, character models. They model, were never made by Nintendo. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like the character models are janky. The timing is just weird. Like playing them is like slow and 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 sort of just like it's like the board game element. Like the I mean the the mini games are fast. Yeah, they're, they're and some fast. Of them I just feel pretty much like the characters would feel in like Mario sixty four. Yeah. Right? But I just the Hudson I just, B is not Nintendo. I want I want a no he's not and mm-hmm. I want. 
I want a Mario Party game that sort of feels like the quality that we found in Nintendo Land. Like yeah. Nintendo Land was like it was there with the be- with their best best stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was the best parody across all mini games, but that never happens in any mini game collection. But the 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 standard of quality was there, and the graphics were there. Like it was a very beautiful game. Lots of little touches. Too. Lots of little touches, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. And the texture work was incredible. For yeah. I mean, it was one of the first times we ever got to see Nintendo stuff in HD. So I'm I'm hoping that I mean people are probably saying, oh, it's just a party game. It doesn't matter if it. Looks looks great and I'm like I think it kind of does like if mm-hmm. I'm going to be staring at it for 45 minutes at a time to play one board game so did, did you guys get to play it no actually? it wasn't it wasn't there the, the no. event was only 3DS games uh, I do want to ask did you May oh no not May March 20th okay so I we're think. getting close like that. Yeah, I feel like if you have three friends in the same room it's yeah. impossible not to have fun with Mario Party yep. like there will be inevitably how much like booze this one you ha- a lot you, there will be this one mini game that you will just congregate around and like play over and over yeah. sometimes it's a puzzle game sometimes mm-hmm. it's as stupid as like balancing on some giant beach balls and knocking mm-hmm. each other off but like those games can be really fun the thing I tired with were was the unpredictable nature of it all. You know, like the element that was supposed to make it like this fun party experience for the whole family. You're like, man, I've been kicking ass and boom, everything gets turned around yep. and now I lost yep. because X, Y, Z. It's like a right? soap opera. Like, well, no, it's, yeah, it's horrible. It's like I could win 25 out of 26 mini games, but Jose, uh, Jose landed on four more green spaces than me and pairs broke. So they're just going to throw him stars and throw you stars and, and I end up losing. And so the best board games, and I play a lot of board t- and tabletop games, the best board games are not the ones that leave everything up to chance yeah. uh, or can go on for hours. They're the ones that have some really clever gameplay concepts that let you actually be uh, dig your way you out of win trouble if you are smart. So yeah. here, here's an example: if Mario Party, if you could land on a certain field that gave you a hint as to what one of the criteria for winning would be in advance, it told you, "Oh no, the guy with the fewest stars is going to win." And like you know, you you can get that information by playing smart. Then suddenly you get this thing where, as a smart player, you're keeping track of the five criteria in your mind on how to win, and then you can play towards. But that's that. got to be a hard thing to design for when Mario Party in my imagination is mostly for kids like oh, how kid, do you get kids you to be savvy kids. i i well yeah. i don't have any you do so you get to you yeah. get to make that point like am i then like i am totally underestimating just think, the intelligence level of a yeah yeah absolutely 10 year old let i mean let's say there's a way for you to find out that uh you know if like the person who won uh, i don't know you don't want it to be something that dis- that encourages you to lose in challenges but you know if there was some sort of element that would tip you off i but think kids would off? love that because they'd yeah. be sitting there going hee 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 i know what it not, is not and to you sh- don't not to stretch Colonel this too far in the but library <laughs> with a dagger nice <laughs> but not to stretch this too far but when everyone's looking at the tv how do you do that that's the thing that kind of bugs me out like you play a lot of board Game games pad. where there's not even a television right so yeah. you know that information Okay. I don't know how that comes about. You can those trade games. your coins for special cards that give away something, and you have to use the gamepad to get the card, and so only the player with the gamepad uh, game can see the card. Sure. Like, you could, they, like Nintendo, they're, they're brilliant designers over there. If they, if they actually hired a smart tabletop board game designer, you would get an amazing game out of it. Because the, I feel like the minigames are never the issue. It's the board game component. You're right. Yeah. No, 100%. All right. right. Next we'll game. See. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, I'm... 
definitely going to buy it because mm-hmm. I have three kids. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Get. So we'll see. So you're going to get four Amiibo, six Amiibo, the whole set, whatever oh, you, you need it. to make it work. You know, it's right, that so GM money. It's that GM money. That's right. <laughs> so what the heck? Can you use the GM money to tell me what the heck is Project Treasure? Namco shows up during this, uh, more specifically, Katsuhiro Hirata, who is the Tekken producer, shows up during this Nintendo Direct in sort of a silly um, tease for something that's coming up. This is uh, He described the project as a four-player co-op action game with varied stages. Players will clear traps, defeat enemies, and seize treasure. This is a free-to-download project from, that you can download from the Nintendo eShop. And any Nintendo network user can play as long as your system is connected to the internet, which almost tends to me multiplayer, online multiplayer, like yeah. it, had, it would have to. He didn't reveal the official name, release date. There were no in-game assets shown, just some static art, if if you can call it that, because it was kind of close up. Yeah. What is it? I don't I, know. Why the, show? Why the, even show it to us? The moment, yeah. I, it's I think so it's weird. Just, it's storytelling, right? Like we learned last year that Nintendo would forge alliances with companies um, to kind of create these crossover projects, and Puzzle and Dragon is obviously another one, right? Yeah, but, casual mention. But um, th- like we didn't need reconfirmation that they're working with Bandai Namco, no. right? Like they've they've made their biggest game. Smash Brothers with that company, and so that was a weird announcement. Just it was an announcement of an announcement, which doesn't have yeah. a, a, a finite date. At we're this happy point. to announce that we're going to announce something. Exactly. Uh, when I heard Treasure, I immediately thought of One Piece, like that. Yep. You know, when it came to like that, what this company owns, what they could make. I thought maybe they have some pirate theme, kind of like One Piece Treasure Hunter kind of a game. Um, I hope not. You know, of course, I would love it to be Zack and Wiki, but wrong company. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Someday. Um, yeah, someday. Okay, we'll so I yeah I don't know how to get excited for it. I mean, I'm glad there is another game with a Japanese partner, and it could turn out to be really good, but I don't know what to really think about it. Casual but mention. But it's co-op, right? Like yeah, you're working four together. Four-player co-op action game with varied stages, and you're going to seize treasure, defeat Sounds enemies, really cool. and clear traps. Yeah. There we have it. Uh, Puzzle and Dragons Double Pack and Pokemon Shuffle. I don't want to get too into them. They got announced. One is a free-to-play game of the latter, Pokemon Shuffle. Puzzle and Dragons Double Pack is... The Puzzle and Dragon Z game and Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Brothers Edition. Yep. If you're I, not familiar with that franchise, they make money. Yeah. Well, it is one of the most popular games of all time. On yep, free to play. Right? If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Yeah. And but that's, it's but it's free to play on most devices that it's available. It's free to play and pay to stay. I mean, there yeah. you, those games are so successful because people pay serious cash. And like Puzzle and Dragon is mostly popular in Asia, right? That's where mm-hmm. it's really really huge. And I mean, 41 million downloads. That is that is. Nothing Not to sneeze small, at, right? Yeah, like, no. And so it is in the same league as your, you know, as your Candy Crushes out there. Very simple puzzle game, um, but really important to Asia. Now, the previous game came out on the uh, on, Nintendo. Actually, had a handheld version of Puzzle and Dragon before in Japan, only. and it sold over a million million copies. So nothing to, you know. But that game works at. in Asia. I, I don't know that that game works here, but whatever, that, give it a chance. Well, will it work in the West when you have Mario characters? That's the question, right? Like the Hopefully. moment, the moment it becomes like you actually, and that's a value proposition. It's like, hey, you guys haven't had much success in the West. How about we put Mario and Puzzle and Dragons together, sure. and suddenly you have something. I, so. I just, I, I sort of shrug my shoulders because I'm not into the sort of match three candy cult, uh, candy, candy cult, candy. It is candy, candy crush cult. Candy culture. cult is a good game. Yeah, um, I'm not into that, so I, I kind of shrug my shoulders. I, if you're into it, be excited. I'm not I'm into it. But too. I think yeah. what, what a smart, what a smart, good, um, yeah. Did anybody else get totally hooked on Zookeeper when it launched with the original DS? 
which no, was a ma- it was a mastery. It. Yeah, it was, I, like that was the game. Were you that for, desperate okay. for someone to play? Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it was either that or feel I, the magic. Or I lo- I love puzzle games like that. Mm-hmm. Simple ones that are clear. Yeah. you know Tetris, even Candy Crush. I think is pretty smartly designed to sure. take. Yeah, money. the last one I got really hooked into was uh, Planet Puzzle League. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. And right. I, you know, forty-one million people might not be wrong. I'm not saying they are. Yeah. I just still have no interest. Next up, uh, we got to play Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. Brian and I have been playing since last week. So we should talk a little bit about it. Uh, Why don't you start? Because I've already kind of talked a little bit about how I went back to Majora's Mask over the Christmas break. Yep. And sort of the feelings I got from it. Because and how did you, I had you play it on N64? Yeah, on, on the original N64, and then I also played parts of it on Virtual Console. So we talked about this, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I said that I had played Majora's Mask until completion the first when it first came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't like it. It didn't stick with me. Right. I was not wild about the three-day system. No, we um, remember. You're that yeah, one guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm the one guy. That's okay. Um, and I, I understood that it was a lot of people's favorite Zelda games, and I didn't get why. And as years went on, I wanted to replay it. And when it came out on GameCube, I couldn't because there was, like, that weird music glitch and sound glitches and stuff like that. Can, can um, I stop you there, though? Yeah. And also, for years, you just trolled people who would bring up uh, t- reasons to play. Like, I don't want to play that game. I hate that game. You've yeah. done it plenty of times on yeah, the show. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I'll stand by that. All right. Um, cool. And Contact. I always said, if it if they re- if, if they re-release it or remake it, I'll give it another shot. And they did. And I did. And I really like it. What? I really like it. Um, and I get... I get what... Hi. Brian Altano here. I'm here to admit that I actually thoroughly enjoy Majora's Mask. It is not my favorite Brian. Zelda game. I think if it's your favorite Zelda game, you're not wrong. You're slightly <laughs> crazy, but you're not wrong. No, I think it could be a favorite. I think it's trolling when you say it's the best. When someone says it's the best Zelda. No, then I, I come I, out I think, and go, absolutely not. I think that people, it's got enough weirdness to it that people associate with dark themes. And everyone, every like man-child in the world has wanted this mature, dark Zelda. Whoa, that's not it whoa, for me. No, whoa. what? I'm sorry. That's not Zelda. But no, it no, is no, no. It's, not, it's not that, but there are dark themes in that game. I mean, are you are you saying there aren't? No, there, there are. are, but I don't There's think plenty. that that should be the direction of no. the franchise. Okay, fine. It's I'm cartoon sorry. dark, though. Yeah, it's, it's not, cartoon dark. You know, you're Thank playing you. as a kid with a, in, within the whole game. It's Thank like you. how, you know, like some some Studio Ghibli movies are dark. Yeah. They Dude, still... yeah, but it, but it's grim at times. Like, there's a character, you, you bring him peace by playing the Song of Healing because he's dead and he can't rest. It's got this fatalist. Like, that, that, when you think about that, that's dark. It's dark, yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, the the flute kid in in the forest in Link to the Past is dark too. Yeah. How he just dies and turns into a tree. Yeah, spoilers. To me, but, <laughs> no, but to me, it's to me, it's more like how fairy tales used to be, right? Yeah, like when yeah, you yeah. read like you know the original like Grimm's or any any of the old stories, you yeah. know. They're like they're pretty gnarly. Sorry, I mean I, and it's, yeah, it, it, it I don't is, mean to push you on that. It is I a literal like doomsday same. story, right? It's about the yep. end of the world, yeah. and it's and the way different people react to that. And I, I think that it does get increasingly more intense as you get to the third day, and the music changes, that, and it gets it's almost sinister. That's the dark factor. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it makes you nervous. This game. the fact that you start so, off the game as a spinning plant that can shoot balls out of his face is not dark, you know? <laughs> or that no, no, that's not. You're the right. Same, they're yeah. saying the same goofy fat guy with the two by four running around the town like an ocarina. He's not dark. But, very, but trying very... to save a world in three days and yeah. then realizing you can't and jumping back to the first day to try and do it again and yeah. then try and do it again and solving people's problems along the way, 
and some of those problems can be dark, but I agree with you that some of it is very cartoon dark. So some of, yeah. what, what I am sort of realizing going back to it is that the world is actually a lot, and I had this, the opposite effect with Ocarina where I went back to it and I was like, this is, feels smaller than I thought it did. But Majora's Mask actually feels a lot bigger than I thought. I, I think dense is the word I would I would describe dense, it as. Sure, yeah, in yeah. Terms I mean, because like it's not how much it's not physically it's not a very larger. large world, but yeah. there's an, a lot of really interesting nooks and crannies, and there are only four real temples in the game aside from like the last area. Yeah. But they're large, and getting to them is a challenge in of in of itself. They did. That's the first game where they kind of did the puzzle around the dungeon yeah. kind of approach to. Um, and it, it's interesting because and and this is what I realized. I when I grew up. Uh, Kid Icarus was one of my favorite games of all time and I had friends who played huh. it and they said that game sucks and I was like well, you're playing it wrong and I realized I was playing Majora's Mask wrong all along what you need to do in Majora's Mask is you once you get the Song of Time you pl you slow down time so now immediately you have three real world hours to do accomplish anything and before you enter a dungeon you do everything you need to do to get that dungeon key which is a song mm. and that song brings you back to opening the, up that door again uh and by the end of doing all that you're probably at the very end of the last day and you have to warp back to the first day and then you go tackle that dungeon i used to try to squeeze it all in at once and i'd be halfway through a dungeon i'd be looking at the clock and i'd be like i gotta get out of here yeah. and i thought that was a very poor way of of like i like to play zelda games leisurely and to have that that sort of time hanging over me. I didn't like it. Well, and it doesn't help that they didn't do a great job of teaching folks that the Song of Time could be played backwards or could be yeah. played in double time. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just casually mentioned. It wasn't something that was tutorialized. And I understand that being people's complaint. Yeah. A lot of folks who have argued, I don't like this game, say, I didn't know I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so... Th yeah, that I can understand. Which, like, I'm for, because I don't think we need so much hand-holding in games. Yeah. At the same time, guys, I mean, I, I totally hear you. That game was unforgiving, but nothing can replace that feeling of impending doom. Yeah. Like, that game, oh, yeah. like, I actually walked away, like, you get frustrated, but it's like games like Dark Souls, where, where the frustration leads to the enjoyment of the game, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, I wonder now if, if the game is going to be as tense and as impactful because you can save more often. You know, it's like Resident Evil. Like, yeah. everybody hates the typewriters and having to use the typewriters. When the typewriters are gone, you're like, oh, man, like, this is not yeah, scary. This is not scary right? anymore. And so, the, you know, the good news is that people have the option to slow down, down time or not and, like, mm -hmm. play with a normal pace. But I wonder, like, I'm really looking forward to playing it again and seeing whether the experience has changed. I think it has in a, in the most positive okay, ways I've, I've seen so hear. far. There are, there are some things that don't. I'm not entirely sure where you draw the line between what you fix and what you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you when you remake a game and how deep do you go? Yeah. Um, and I do want to address one quick thing because uh, you mentioned there are four puzzles sort of or four dungeons in this world. I think the fifth dungeon is the world itself because you are running back and forth within this labyrinth trying to help people get what they need yeah. or trying to accomplish certain things. And that becomes almost a puzzle in and of itself where it's yep. like, okay, in order to reforge this sword, I need to do this, this, this. Okay, I've got the reforged sword. Let's go back. Yep. You know, and then mm -hmm. and then go to the next step. It's almost like you're using the three-day cycle to continue to power up so that you are strong enough to fight Majora. Yeah, which I actually really I think it's really fascinating. And it's obviously it's it's a it's a game about time traveling. Um, so inherently, it, it barely makes any sense. But there are there are things that uh, there's almost these like 
<sighs> kind of moments. Like when you upgrade your sword permanently mm-hmm. for the first time and it's yours for the rest of the game. Yeah. Whereas every time you warp back to the first day, you lose all your rupees, you lose all your bombs, unless, all, you, unless put you put them in a the bank. Yeah. Put them in the bank. Yeah. Um, but all your sub items and stuff like that, you lose, you lose, you don't lose the idea of having them. Uh-huh. Like you don't forget how to use arrows, but you forget all the arrows that you have. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you it's, start. It's funny because it's so different, right? Like you yeah. can't count on having that stuff, which yeah. is great too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I really like and I think that I, I, I get why people really appreciate Majora's Mask because it, it preceded almost four 3D Zelda games in a row that came after it. They were almost exactly the same in their execution and nothing really did anything like that. And, you know, as someone who covered the game when it was announced and yeah. first shown, right, like we saw the first screenshots and some of the stuff, you know, was was changed over time. Um, and you speculate as to what the game is about. It's like, oh, Skull Kid is back and yeah. he's probably going to be Link's buddy. And it's like, whoops, you know, no. like it has all these kind of cool elements. But um, the the one worry we had was that it was going to be the same. You're like, yeah. oh, they're reusing everything from Ocarina of Time, including all the NPCs, you know, including a lot of the, you know, like like the 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 items and everything. And then you play the game, you're like, whoa, hold on a second. It looks completely different. Color scheme wise, it's insane. And I will say, like, seeing it now on the 3DS, they did a really nice job mm-hmm. touching up the textures on yeah. the walls. There's they all have. this crazy graffiti now around Clock Town. Mm-hmm. Like in one of the dungeons, they're like these these weird kind of like chalk drawings of flowers on the walls and like it's really well made yeah. now so, but it's, it looks so unique and different and it plays so different mm-hmm. so let me ask you something then as someone who was there when because this project came together in a weird way uh-huh. where they announced I think it was Ura Zelda and Zelda Gaiden or were those separate Zelda Gaiden and Ura Zelda are the same were game the, oh they yeah. are the same game yeah. but then um, the one that would become uh, the Master Quest had a different had a code like there were two Zelda code names. Oh, happening. sorry, no, I take that back. This was supposed to be Gaiden. It was a side. This story. was yeah, Zelda yeah. Gaiden. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then Uda, Zelda, is Uda the, Zelda was the Uda is the Master Quest. Yeah, right? Master Quest uh-huh. version. Just, I mean, take us back a little bit. Like, what was what was going through your minds as this was sort of being talked about? Because so, this was the one year Zelda. This is gonna blow one your year. Mind, you're gonna put this out. But at the time, there uh-huh. was a lot of talk about Nintendo not having enough games and not mm. being able to deliver enough games to the market. You're kidding? No, I know it's crazy. We're trapped Shock in the were same. Rumors so, that they were going third party. So they had this amazing. We're trapped in the the 30 year cycle. No, yeah, no, 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 we're not. There were no ru- rumors <laughs> like that. But no, there was a lot of concern, right? Like it took them a long time to create Ocarina of Time people played it and said my goodness you know like whenever a Nintendo game comes out it's a major event and they they invent new ways of playing games I mean like the lock-on system in that game like this is before you know games went open world the way they are now GTA was a top-down game right yeah I remember and they created this amazing world and like it was it was you know very low in glitches compared to like games that would follow later too so then people said but it takes Nintendo three plus years to churn these games out. Churn's not the right word to craft these games. Yeah. Um, what are they going to do? And so the word comes down from Nintendo saying, "Hey, we're going to do this Zelda Gaiden game, and we're going to only spend one year on it." Right. That was the initial thing. Was Aonuma saying, "We we are going to speed up development." That was Nintendo's entire kind of mantra. They're like, "We're going to crank out games faster by reusing some of the assets." It was such a big leap from Super NES to the N64. But now we have these figures and all this stuff made. We have an engine we can reuse it. So we're going to take all the characters from um, 
from Ocarina of Time, we're going to make a new game. And that game had like seven individual directors, but Aonuma was the overseer yeah. of it all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Reading That's interviews. when his name really kind of came to the forefront That's for right. us as mm-hmm. well. You know, like yeah. we learned this guy's name and, and realized this guy is pretty smart, pretty demented too, you know, from mm-hmm. just looking the way that Majora's uh, Mask shaped it's, out. It's, so it, that didn't happen. It was not made in a year, of course. Do you yeah. know who it was bigger and bigger and more yeah. ambitious and crazier? And just crazier. to put this out there, do you know who was the event planner on that game? The scenario sort of writer? No. Koizumi, oh, okay. the producer on Mario uh-huh, now, was the event planner slash scenario writer for it. And That's I just find cool. it so wild that he works on Mario now. Yeah. Because it's, a lot of that world, I feel, is, I mean, he deserves credit for that. Yeah. You know? It's odd to me that we never got that uh, that mentality again with, like, I mean, we, we didn't get, like, a weird Wind Waker four years after Wind Waker with the same the same, like, character models and... and, and, and well, with Wind Waker, there's, there's some reasons, right? But... But no, I hear you. I think they like, ju- I think they realize that they're actually not saving that much time because the artists can create new characters. It's like yeah. it's there's so much work I to wanna, be done on a game like Like this. where's our Majora's Mask version of Twilight Princess yeah. or Skyward Sword? Well, you know, I mean, like, this might be wishful thinking, but I do hope they revisit this after this next Zelda. I want them to embrace if if this is if the if this world is as big as they're claiming it is and if it's if it's all these things that we hope it is. I do somewhere deep inside of me hope that someone is saying hey why don't we reapproach that idea again mm. try and put something together something smaller reusing assets within that world I would buy that game well, well yeah. that's what yeah. Galaxy that 2 is right I mean Galaxy yeah. 2 is very much a, a it is and it is a redo eh, it is and it isn't it, uh, reading interviews it sounded like Galaxy 2 started out as Super Mario Galaxy 1.5 like uh-huh. a half step and then yep. they decided we have so many levels we've made just make it a sequel. Yeah. Just make it this fully fledged thing. But, but it is, you know, the con- game concept is the same. It like, was Mario no, 64, right. Sunshine, and Galaxy are very different games. They All are. Three of them are not the same. Like people, I, I sometimes I get so mad when you see comments saying like, "Oh, Nintendo's just doing Don't the do same that. thing." It's like, "Don't oh do that." My God, All right, that's fair. They're absolutely not doing that. Okay. Right? Like the Mario games cannot be any more different. Like, sure, you can say that about New Super New Super Mario Brothers. Absolutely, something. yeah. Uh, but even that is four players, which is very very different. Yep. Um, All right. But but yeah, the, the Galaxy is that kind of game. And it was. They haven't done it that often. I hope they do it with this next Zelda. I'm sorry, but I pulled this kind of. We've gone way off topic here sure. a little bit, but Majority I do want to say though that uh, we should definitely spend some time talking a little more about Zelda Gaiden and its road to mm-hmm. what it became. And let's do that maybe next episode, maybe episode after that, depending on how much news comes through. Sure. Talk about some of those memories and the information as it trickled out and your responses and reactions to it because you were there. You're assuming I can remember all that. Stuff. I know yeah. you can. You remember yeah, some pretty like interesting. Things going back to impressions. Is there yeah. anything else you want to add on Majora's uh, Mask I mean, 3D? I do mean, you, what, what, what's not working for you? Do you want me to talk working? about the new 3DS at all? Uh, I want to save most impressions on the system for next week. But if you want to present some things in response to that, we can we can get a few minutes of that I, before we got to go. Sure. Just very quickly, I will say that it's um, it's it, Majora's Mask is an excellent 3DS game to play. It's a it's an excellent game to play on your 3DS. Part of me wishes like I could play it on a big screen. Um, and it, it seems weird to have this sort of giant world Zelda game on such a tiny thing, but I'm not complaining because it means that I can curl up on the couch and play it while watching something else. But uh, I will say that it's sort of an unwitting launch title for the new 3DS because it doesn't exactly use the it doesn't exactly use the system for the things that it's that it's it's selling it the system for. You yeah. know, like the, the the new system has these two new shoulder buttons that. This game doesn't really use. Uh, it's got this new C stick, which doesn't fully operate like 
a second joystick. Like, in, yep. not in the in the modern sense of when you play a twin stick 3D open world action game, which everyone who's listened to the show has probably played in the last ten years. Um, Majora's Mask is a little differently than that. It's 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 more. It feels more like an N64 game with a slight a, a slight semblance of second touch you know second joystick controls um i noticed that like it does sort of get stuck in some areas like for example in the, the second temple is this goron level it's this giant tower um and you'll climb up high in it yeah and and you'll <laughs> and you'll try to look down using the c the, the c stick and it sort of gets stuck in parts because it's not yeah. not that kind of game which i can't fault the game for nor can i fault the hardware for but it's just weird to introduce both these things at the same time and hand them to a generation of of players who are probably used to a little more precise and, control yeah and uh. you're being very clear these are tiny things like yes, the, the yes, c stick yes, yes. works fine but and it's you're, more you're like actually playing it on a on a regular 3ds excel i'm playing on the and you're not school. having this issue at all no you're i'm just, not no yeah. i feel like when i have i have plugged in a circle pad pro to try it out and whenever i do plug that in i find myself babysitting the camera a lot more but i do find myself also taking in the world a lot more yeah, which yeah, yeah. i feel like for any 3d sort of game you want to do that you, mm-hmm. you especially with majora's mask like playing it on n64 just a couple weeks ago and then playing it on this now yeah it's like i want to stop and look at everything because yeah, everything yeah, yeah. looks so good and go uh-huh. wait did that look like that before i don't even know yep. and get like a, a sense of that but um I, I i totally hear what you're saying where these are just tiny things that it almost makes you second guess why this platform was where this game belonged or at least where it needed to launch alongside but then again i don't think nintendo necessarily ties a launch quote-unquote game yeah to a half-step system. Like when Game Boy Color came out, Pokemon was was the yeah. same game, well, was same like, day. It wasn't was, even in color. I was saying it to you, my, my closest comparison is sort of like when Smash Brothers launched and Amiibo launched. And Smash Brothers is awesome and Amiibo is awesome, but together, like, they didn't... It wasn't peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it was sort of an afterthought. And I like what they did with it, but it wasn't like, oh man, you have to have this. And I feel the same way about Majora's Mask and the new 3DS. It's not, they're launching at the same time, and there's a Majora's Mask new 3DS, but I don't think that this is the peanut butter and jelly. XL, yeah. I know. Uh, but I don't think that these these two things are not like and look, they play very well with each other. That's that's the way I'm playing it right now. It works great. The 3D is awesome in Majora's Mask. I am playing in with 3D constantly, and that's like a a 40 hour or so game if you really take your time to find everything um, but I, I just think that like they are sort of separate entities that are being smushed together maybe unwittingly and um, you know your and, and they're a good fit but your situation a, may vary they're not a perfect fit yeah yeah, yeah. you were okay. expecting a little bit more of a kind of like a like for the two things to gel together yeah. maybe like a Skull Kid amiibo with the whole thing and it yeah. all working together yeah right? something where like a consumer would easily say, oh, I need this for it. And maybe that's why Nintendo is still a little timid. They want to make sure nobody thinks Majora's Mask is only for the new 3DS, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's why the Circle Power Pro integration is there. Like, I was so surprised when I was at a demo and it said, do you want to use Circle Power Pro? I was like, it works for this? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Smash Brothers... No option for Circle Pad Pro. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. that C-Stick or Smash Brothers might as well be a new 3DS launch game to a yeah. degree because not only does it run faster, it actually uses that C-Stick as an attack input. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I love I love playing that, yeah. by the way. I've yeah. been doing that. So Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, there you have that. Last thing I want to tackle really quickly is a reader question and then we're out the door. This one comes from good friend of the show, Charlie Gatson, and he says, like many others, after the announcement of only the new 3DS XL in North America, I was a bit put off because I want the regular size one. Now I'm thinking of importing much like I did for a Vita Slim. However, 
There's the issue of region locking. Since I don't buy physical media anymore, will this be an issue? It's my understanding that upon eShop login, it will take me to the North American eShop. Is that right? So, Charlie, no, it is not right at all. <laughs> I have uh, imported uh, several 3DSs over time from Japan. I started out with a 3DS XL in white because I wanted to play certain games that would arrive there first. And it did not bother me to not be able to read them if it was ever a problem I have pair to turn to. But... <clears throat> Just get a pair. Everyone gets their own pair. The region locking <laughs> doesn't just affect the cartridge itself. It affects the eShop itself. So you are locking into the Japanese eShop, and that's where you're spending Japanese eShop points. Or um, in some cases, it will read a foreign credit card. But, of course, you could fall into trouble there with, like, your bank or something. Because they'll be like, hey, did you buy this from Japan? Like, you're going to get a yeah, text yeah, message yeah. or an email right Generally after, like, did works, you do this? Yeah. Generally, it can work. Or you need a hookup in Japan to get you points. on. you could do that through Play Asia. You don't need a physical person to do that for you. Or there are other sites on the Internet that you can order a Club Nintendo point card for from, and you will get that. But... If you import this from Europe or from Japan, you are locking yourself to that region's shop. Sure. So whether you buy physical or digital, you're stuck there. Don't do it. Um, unless you don't mind importing games from Europe, because at least you can read those and play those, right? Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I was going to ask and you that, And their release that, calendar is a little different, though, because yeah. they might get a game earlier. Or, or like in the case of later. Captain Toad, they just got, I think, yeah. if they haven't gotten it already. I don't even know for sure. Yeah, it, it was nice when, you know, some of the European Wii games didn't come out in the U.S., right? Like, it mm -hmm. would have been nice to have a, a European region system in that case. I mean, the only thing that's really not region-locked are Amiibos. Right. Yep. Like yeah. That's the one item that you can uh, happily import from elsewhere. And well, Smash Brothers 3DS. Huh? Oh, no, and Smash Brothers 3DS. Smash Brothers 3DS talks to any version of Smash Brothers 3DS. So if you're going to use it as a controller, it'll detect your 3DS regardless of region, and it'll detect the game. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. I played with the Japanese 3DS with the Japanese copy of Smash Brothers in it as a controller for Smash Brothers. Weird. Weird. Wow, that's really yeah, interesting. This is a big yeah. daisy chain of a sentence. You're probably the only there. person who's ever done that. Yeah, no, it's well, really interesting. True. But I mean, region locking can can be a, a pain in the butt, right? Yeah. Like some in the past, like if you played in a you know Japanese version of Pokemon first and you wanted to trade to the US mm -hmm. one, you couldn't do that. Like it it can get really really tricky. It can get yeah, and then you also have to put up with what kind of games you're buying. Are you willing to put up with not being able to read them? I personally like it because it really tests game design to me. It says to me, can I figure out with the tools that are in front of me or the visual cues what they want me to do? Tomodachi Life, I was able to do it, and that wow. game is 100 percent as Japanese as you can get. Like they, everyone is speaking Japanese. I'm surprised Japanese. that you had fun with that, yeah. despite the Japanese. Oh, I had a ton of fun. It was really yeah. good. I had so much fun. In fact, the North American one kind of didn't. I, I played it, but it, I kind of wore off faster because I had gotten so far in the Japanese one. But the context was nice. But, but it was weird not to see bowing and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't. I mean, you just can't apply that to every game. No, you can't. Like, Fire, not. Fire Emblem, like, you, nope. you're not going to know Pokemon. what to do or what nope. characters to, should meet up. And Pokemon is really tough because somebody nope. will say, oh, you need to go there. And you have no idea what to do. I mean, so. it works for Mario. I don't think it That's works it. for yeah. Zelda. Yeah. Or Kirby yeah. so and the Charlie, Rainbow Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it, Charlie. Just wait. Great. Thank Th you for listening will, to... There, oh. will, there will be a small 3DS. Come on. There's going to be one.
I'm not disputing that again. I told you I'm confused and I want to talk about it. So. I think they will. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only thing IGN makes. IGN actually makes some really good comedy shows, video. Well, some comedy stuff's coming. Brian's been secretly working on some cool things that yeah, I don't think I'm working can talk on some about really yet. cool videos with Max Gobel and some new producers here. We, mm-hmm. We're trying out some fun new stuff. So yeah, we've got. I'm really excited about. Cool. It. We've got features. We've got videos. Come check us out. www.ign.com. We've got other podcasts for your platform or preference or we do movies, right? Yeah, we yeah, got movies. we do everything. Cool. If you have feedback on Nintendo Voice Chat, please email us at mvc at IGN.com or head on over to iTunes. You can subscribe for the show while you're there, but more importantly, you can leave us a review and a rating. Let us know what you think. Lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at... Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at... Per IGN. And you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and we will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.